breakfast. It is the Wave 97.9 WHAV. And it's Win for Breakfast. We have a guest with us this morning, former Haverhill Mayor Jim Rurak. And, Jim, good morning to you. Good morning, Win. Thank you for having me on. I'm very happy to have WHAV back on the air and doing local news. Oh, well, thank you very much. It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of work involved in that. And, uh, and I was thinking about that the other day. You know, we're telling folks things that, uh, if they had to find it out on their own, they'd have to search website after website after, uh, Twitter feed and Facebook feed. And, and we have it all in one spot. And with the local color that goes with it. That's the greatest part. Oh, that's right, too. Yeah. And uh, nowhere else are you going to hear uh, comments from Haverhill City Councilors. <laughs> <laughs> that may be true. That could be good or bad. <laughs> that's right, too. Hey, aren't you aren't you glad that there was uh, nothing called COVID-19 when you were the mayor? Uh, the closest thing we came was the closing of the Hale Hospital. <laughs> that really took us by storm. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Oh, my God. What a... Well, we did manage to sell it, but it was quite a quite an incident. Uh as, uh, as many people will, will recall. Well, uh, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, absolutely uh, correct on that. Yeah, the Hale Hospital and, and the uh, yeah, it, it really had an effect on the on the city of Haverhill for uh, for a long, long time. In fact, probably still today, right? Just a little bit, right? It still has some financial effect. It also some positive effects of having a healthcare center and you know for taking care of uh, acute cases and. Um, and the jobs that it provides, it's still over like 400 jobs that the hospital provides for local people, skilled jobs. Now that's nothing to uh, nothing to sneeze about, 400 jobs, and uh, that is that's just fantastic. Yeah, we just had uh, um, we just had uh, Deb Shepherdotti on from Holy Family Hospital. So um, yeah, they they have a lot of uh, skilled people that are there. I wanted to uh, talk to you today. Um, you have uh, written a book, and uh, and you wrote a book. About the the rosary, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I appreciate that question. Yeah, I, uh, you know, some people ask why a politician would write such a book, and the truth is that politicians need prayer more than anybody else because uh, situations are happening around you at uh, all times, and things are are, uh, are coming at you from all sides, and you need to, you need to find your center. Uh, so I've always tried to to have uh, prayer as a part of uh, of my life because. You need to center yourself uh, each day in order to make decisions and uh, in order to uh, to try to do the right thing. Uh, the rosary I had uh, learned when I was a kid. I grew up in the, the old Catholic church where you know we had a catechism and a rosary. And I set that down <laughs> about 1958 when I was confirmed. Uh, it seemed like a prayer that was out of style, a repetitive prayer where you just keep saying Hail Marys all around a circle uh, of beads for for uh, 60 times uh, when you count all of the prayers, uh, 66 exactly. But So I put it aside, and then uh, after I came home uh, uh, from Texas where I got my first job teaching, so in, in, in the background is that I have a background in theology. I was teaching theology at Texas Christian University, and I met a woman there. We got married. We came back east because my parents were aging, and um, my wife Kathy uh been married since 1982. And my father got sick almost a, just a year after we after we came back. He had a brain tumor, and I would drive him in and out of Boston, and he would pray the rosary to himself on the way in. And one day the traffic was really bad, and I, I said, "Dad, why don't you just pray it like we used to do it? You you pray the rosary, and I'll be, I'll pray it with you." Uh, 
And then uh, we did that. And then the brain tumor started taking his uh, memory away. And by that time, I relearned the rosary, so I, I was helping him do it. And then he lost his speech, and it, the whole thing turned around, and I was praying the rosary while he listened, which was the exact opposite. But what happened in the process was that he, as we prayed the rosary, as we prayed these prayers, would sometimes stop and talk about our lives together and things that we did wrong uh, toward each other. We, you know, confessed some of the things that we'd wish we'd done differently. And in that whole process, I saw my father facing his own death uh, triumphantly and, and wanting to talk about things that were both good and bad. And I actually, for the first time, I felt that, you know, you say you love your parents, but it's always a mixture, I think, of some kind of a respect and fear and anger because of things they did or didn't do. But for the first time, I, I felt like I was truly uh, loved my father. Uh, and the same thing happened with my mother when, uh, after my father died, we prayed the rosary. This created a space in our life where my life turned around uh, with regards to them. Uh, you could, could call it really a, a conversion uh, from, from respect and fear um, uh, to love. And uh, so I decided that uh, if the rosary could have that kind of uh, power over me, uh, maybe I could describe uh, what that power was and, and how it could be helpful to others. Well, how about that? Now, now uh, I'm a Roman Catholic, but I'm a converted Roman Catholic. And I didn't grow up in the church, so I never had to learn the rosary. And and, uh, and you say that the, and there's really nobody around. Well, maybe there is if I if I ask more, uh, but uh, I really haven't found anybody to uh, say, "Yep, here's a book on the rosary. Why don't you read about that?" But you say there's 66 prayers. You start with the every day. You start with the the creed, which is the foundation of the faith, where I believe in God the Father Almighty, etc. Uh, and then you say the Our Father, three Hail Marys, uh, Glory be to the Father. And then you start around the Rosary with uh, five what are called decades. Five, that's ten prayers of the Hail Mary. Um, and you go around saying the ten prayers of the Hail Mary, ten Hail Marys, then a Glory be to the Father, then an Our Father. And then you do it again four more times around. And on each decade of the rosary, uh, there's a, a particular mystery that uh, you suggested that you meditate upon um, uh, each day. So there are, in, there are four different sets of mysteries. So as you go through the week, each day there's a different set of mystery, and then it repeats itself toward the end of the week. So, for example, uh, the, for, for a Monday, uh, the mysteries would be uh, the uh, Annunciation, where Gabriel announces to both Zechariah and then Mary that they're going to be able to have children. Uh, and then uh, the visitation, when Mary uh, visits Elizabeth, who is the mother of John, and then the birth of Jesus, and then when Jesus is presented to the temple, and then when he's found in the temple as a young uh, boy preaching and teaching to the elders. So th as, you, uh, as an example, on Monday you would do... Uh, Ten Hail Marys meditating on the first mystery, ten Hail Marys on the second, ten on the third, ten on the fourth, and ten on the fifth, and you come around back again uh, and uh, and think about the whole the whole story. And then on another day, Tuesday, it's the sorrowful mysteries. Uh, Wednesday, the glorious. On Thursday, the, what are called the mysteries of light. And we don't have time to describe all of those here, but the, the rosary is a combination of what John Paul II called the warp and the wolf, which is a, a metaphor from weaving, where the, the warp is the, the repetition.
repetition of the prayers, and the woof is the intersection of the mysteries with the recitation of the prayers, and together you weave a pattern uh, where you try to place yourself into the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And that's what you meditate upon uh, each and every day, a different, a different part of that, but throughout the week, a repetitive part of that. All right. So as the... Um so as you say it, it, it calms. I'm thinking it calms down your mind and opens up, uh, opens up your thinking. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. It, it it creates a space in your life where you're actually spending time uh, trying to listen to what Jesus may be calling you to do. I mean, the fundamental thing that Jesus does is call people to Himself and then heal, you know, relieve their their their, uh, their burdens. Uh, and then tell them to do something. <laughs> it's not just a relief, it's also a command. And so in order to spend, in order to have a relationship with, with Jesus, in order to hear Jesus' call, you need to spend time with Jesus, just as for any friend. You can't say that I'm friends with somebody and never spend any time with that person, him or her. Um, and then you know what they need, they know what you need, and you have a relationship. Um, it, 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 it just changes the the whole picture of, uh, of of your life because you're spending time each day as a part of that of your life with uh, Jesus trying to find out what is it that you want me to do. Well, we're talking with uh, former Haverhill Mayor Jim Rorack. He wrote a book about the, the the rosary, and you say it's a book for for Catholic misfits. And what do you mean about that? Well, I was once I once you know I taught uh, theology at Boston College. I, I was on the Archdiocese Commission for Peace and Justice. I was a, a real member of the church, uh, fully and uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, but so a couple of things happened. Uh, one of them is that we we were members of St. John the Baptist Parish, and don't want to put too much burden on this, but the, we were, that was the epicenter of the priest sexual abuse scandal. Um, and the, how they handled the priest to actually solve the problem, it, it wasn't just the acts of the priest who was sexually abusing. It was the church who ignored him, ignored it, and then pu- pretty much punished Father Sweeney for actually solving the problem and, and making Father Paquin p- pay for the, you know, legally for what he'd done to these children. And then as mayor, uh, I found that the institutions that we have in our constitution for uh, political problem solving and, and actually understanding people were more uh, Open uh, and expressive of the human spirit than than the institutions of the the church had been when the church had when the church was in charge of societies things were largely closed uh, and the enlightenment opened that up and I found those institutions more 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 supple more responsive to people than I than I had learned as I taught theology and social ethics um, at Boston College so uh, I found myself when when I was Spiritually alive, uh, it was in, in relationship to solving problems uh, that had to do with everyday life of people, and I found that outside the church, that was more possible. Um, um, and so I, you know, I, I feel like I'm no, I, I don't feel completely comfortable. Uh, I don't fit anymore in the church, and yet I still believe fundamentally in. Uh, the church's basic teaching of that you ought to organize your life around the call of Jesus. And so the rosary uh, provides a, a, a way of doing that uh, and living that 
uh, outside of the institutions of the church. Um, I don't say it's not a permanent thing. If, if some reason, some part of my prayer each day is that I would find my way back, <laughs> and maybe people could pray for me that that would happen too. But but as it stands now, I feel closer to what the church tells me I should be doing, which is following Jesus. I find I'm closer to, to that in praying the rosary than I am uh, in church itself. Okay, well, I can I can see that I can understand that, and uh, and you've got the the book and uh, and how's the the book been received? Well, so far the reviews have been good. There, it is it hasn't exactly it, as my daughter would say it's not exactly a page turner, but it's short uh, and it's 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 personal. Uh, the reviews have been have been good. Uh, the royalties haven't been overwhelming. I'm not. Uh, I'm not opening uh, <laughs> buying a camp in Maine or anything as a result of it, which is probably what I would do or give some of it away. But uh, it is in the library, so if uh, if somebody wants to, to to read it without having to buy it, you could. You might be the first to check it out. Uh, and the second is that it's on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble online. It can be uh, can be bought. It's only nine bucks. So. Uh, but it is from a very reputable publisher, and I'm very honored to be a part of that family of published books. Of, uh, it's called Whippenstock Press from Oregon. Oh, okay, so 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 the uh, the the correct title is Rosary: A Tract for Catholic Misfits. That's correct. Okay, and it's available well at the library, but also available at uh, around online and, and yeah, all that stuff. I don't know that it's any, in any bookstore yet. Uh, most people buy their books online. It, it is also a Kindle edition, electronic edition that's available uh, on, you know, if you can get it through Amazon. So if you uh, read books on your laptop or computer, iPad, uh, there's, there's an edition for that, too. So it's readily available. It's kind of a good feeling to have, you know, done something, sit back and write something down and have somebody think enough of it to put it out there and publish it and I hope people will read it, um, not for my sake, but for, well, it wouldn't hurt me either, but for the sake of trying to put together their life in a way that uh, that, that uh, relates as much as possible to this person, Jesus, who calls us each and every day to follow him, and uh, not just into our own personal piety, but to to seek out justice and, uh, and, and, and social equality, uh, you know, throughout our land, and uh, for me, it's, it, it continues to do that. Uh, a lot of times, it's on personal relationships. Uh, you know, how to, how, how, what, what, what Jesus would ask you to do in relationship to your your spouse or your children or your closest friends, and praying the Rosary uh, as a dimension to your own life, where you say, "Well, let me see, let me, let me try to be a better person." Uh, how does the mysteries of the Rosary and the teachings of Jesus lead me in that direction. Very, uh, very interesting. Very nice, and and, uh, and I think that uh, you know, for folks who who have a chance to read the book and uh, and uh, do the rosary, it's going to be very helpful for them. Well, if you have a chance to read it uh, and want to discuss it with me later, even I'm not talking on the air, I'm available to do that too, when. Okay. Well, hey, Jim, uh, thank you so much for joining us and, and talking about the book as well and uh, that it's uh, you know available. Uh, libraries buy it too, so that's a good thing. That's great. That's great. And again, thank you for you and Tim Coco and all the people over at uh, the station for providing this uh, forum uh, and this, this opportunity for people to speak to people on a local basis. It's, I think it's the key to our democracy, really, that 
frankly, that people see themselves as players and as part of their community. And it isn't just me and the big society. It's it's us together here working on our problems and enjoying our lives. Yeah, we try to uh, play it straight down the middle, not have opinions on one side or the other, and let people make up their own mind. That's so important because the media today is, is simply a, a host of opinions, it seems to me, on one side or the other. I know. for you, so keep it up. The radio, I think, is still pretty much down the middle as far as I've heard it. The talk shows, of course, um, you know, have their own opinions, but they, they you know that their opinions, at least... Uh, they don't present themselves as news like some of the uh, television stations present news, but they're really all they're giving you is their opinion these days. How about that? And that's the rest of the story. <laughs> Paul Harvey. Yeah, good day. One of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> I didn't always agree with him, but I sure, I sure was challenged by a lot of the things he said and got some of the best jokes I ever told from Paul Harvey. <laughs> it's called market research. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, Jim, well, thank you very much, and, and perhaps we can get you back on again. Anytime, when I'm, I'm honored to be asked. All right. Thank you so much. Former Haverhill Mayor, uh, Mayor Jim Rorak uh, just wrote the book called Rosary, Track for Catholic Misfits, and uh, talking about the new book, just in time for the holiday season. How about that? It is The Wave, 97.9 WHAV. Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV. Catch the wave. W.